Today we are learning about this story of the ascension. And this is the, the moment in which Jesus ascends up into heaven and he goes and like we talked about the children's message, he prepares a place for us in heaven. And as we think about this text today about Jesus ascending, I want to do so um, by looking at this story through a very special and specific lens. I'd like for us to think about this story in terms of a relay race. Now, if you're a little bit foggy on what a relay race is, then I will jog your memory for you. A relay race is a, it's a team race. It's a race in which four members run a race, each person running one at a time. And when it's your turn to run, you carry one of these. This is a baton. So when it's your turn, you, you carry this baton, and then you hand it off to the next person. And then they run. And this goes on and on until all of the runners have run. And finally, the last person crosses the finish line. It's a pretty simple idea, right? Like, four people run, you run one at a time, the last person crosses the finish line, and the race is over. But if you've ever watched the, the Olympics, or even high school track and field, or even down to junior high, you know that there's, there's kind of a lot that goes into this, this style of race. There are rules that you got to follow, and there are strategies that teams put into place, so that way they can do their best to hopefully win that race. Today, as we get started into our message, I want to unpack some of the rules and then also some of the strategies. So here are the rules for a relay race. The first one is that everyone must run. You can't decide, hey, this person is our fastest runner. We're going to have him run all four laps, and then the rest of us, you know, we'll see you at the finish line. That's what we call cheating. You cannot do that. That is an automatic disqualification. So the first rule is that everyone must run. The second rule is that you got to keep in mind these things called exchange zones. The exchange zone is a 20-meter portion of the track that the runner with the baton has to pass the baton on to the next runner. So you've only got 20 meters in which you can do that. If you try to pass the baton on before you enter that exchange zone, you are disqualified. If you try to pass the baton on after the 20-meter exchange zone, again, you are disqualified. So you've got to have everyone run, you've got to pass the baton within the exchange zone. And here's the tricky thing about the exchange zone. You cannot drop the baton. If the baton ever gets fumbled, if the baton ever drops, if the baton touches the ground, if you stumble and you kind of use it as a prop to hold yourself up, it has now touched the ground, you and your team are now disqualified. So you cannot drop the baton. The final rule is that there are no lane violations. On a track, there are several lanes, and they're numbered. At the beginning of the race, you and your team would be assigned a lane. You have to stay in your lane for the entirety of the race. You cannot exit your lane for whatever reason. You can't say, oh man, this other team is gaining on me fast. I'm going to scooch over here for a minute and get in their way. Again, that is a disqualification. You can't say, hey, this person next to me is running. They're breathing real loud. It's real annoying. I'm going to bump them out of the way. You would be stepping out of your lane. Again, you are disqualified. You have to stay in your lane the entire time. So now there are some other rules, but those are kind of the basic ones. So let's talk about a little bit of the strategy. The first thing that you have to do as a team is you have to determine the order which your team is going to run. You got to decide who's going to run first, second, third, and fourth. Now, a pretty typical strategy is to determine Who's our fastest runner? 
Okay, it's this person. We're going to have them run last. They're going to run last. Who's our second fastest runner? Okay, it's this person. They're going to run first. Then the other two runners are going to be sandwiched in between in positions two and three. Because if you do it this way, you've got a strong start to your race, and then you've got an even better finish to your race. And then if you've lost any ground to other teams, ideally your strongest runner is there to kind of clean it up and to catch up and make up on that ground towards the end of the race. Here is the most crucial part of the race. You've got to figure out the chemistry of your team. You've got to figure out these exchanges because there's, it's tricky. You've only got 20 meters to do it, and in that 20 meters, hopefully both of your runners are running at top speed, meaning you've got to keep an eye over your shoulder to see before you receive the baton. Is the person with it? Are they coming in fast? Do I need to speed up? Is the person with the baton getting a little tired? Are they slowing down? Do I need to slow down? Is the per person with the baton carrying it in their right hand? Do I need to put out my right hand? Did they switch it to their left hand for some reason? Do I need to put out my left hand now? You got to figure out this exchange because, again, it's so fast and you only have a small amount of the track to do it. Now, hopefully this all just gives you a picture that this relay race, while it sounds, you know, fairly simple, there is, there's a lot that goes into it. Here's why I want to talk about relay races. Because you and I, we are in a race right now. We are running our stretch of the race of faith right now. It all began in creation. In creation, God said, let there be light. That was the starting pistol for the race. God, the creator, then carried the baton. He carried it throughout creation. He carried it as he led Moses and the Israelites out of Egypt and across the Red Sea. At that point, God the Father was in charge of letting everybody know who he is, that he was going to send his son, that his son was going to live and die and rise again, and it was all for the sake of reconciling creation, for making the world right again. So that's what God the Father did while he had it. And then God the Father decides he's going to pass the baton on to somebody new. And so he hands the baton off to the prophets. And now the prophets, they have the baton. And they're the ones in charge of telling the world who Jesus is, what Jesus is going to do, and that he's doing it for everyone. Now this part of the race, this was a long stretch of the race of faith. The prophets had the baton for a really long time. You know, we talked about lane violations, how, how everybody, each team has their own lane. This was the, the era of lane violations. Because at this point in history, you've got all of these different, call them narratives or stories, all these different ideas about who's the real God. You've got teams carrying different batons. You've got teams that are trying to throw the prophets out of their lane. People who are trying to throw them off of their race. They had the baton for a long time. And it was a tricky part of the race. But eventually the prophets get to hand the baton off to somebody else. On Christmas morning, Jesus is born. And Jesus then takes the baton. Now Jesus is in charge. He's running the race. And he's making sure that in his time on earth, he's telling everybody who he is. He's saying, I am one with the Father. I am God. I'm going to live. I'm going to die. I'm going to rise again. And I'm doing it all for you. So Jesus carries the baton for a while. And then, we should note this. This was the worst part of the race. This was the part of the race that Jesus carried the baton for 
because Jesus was the only one capable of carrying the baton at that time. This part of the race was grueling. This part of the race went through the wilderness. This part of the race was lined with crowds who, who yelled at him and mocked him and tried to beat him. This part of the race included temptation and trials. This part of the race required Jesus to take a cross and put it on his back and carry it up to the hill where he'd be crucified and died. This part of the race was not only, didn't only include an ascension up into heaven, but a descending down into hell. This was a part of the race that Jesus ran because he was the only one capable of running it. That takes us to our readings for today, where Jesus takes the, the disciples, he leads them up to the mountain, and there's something special about this mountain. This mountain is the exchange zone. Jesus takes the baton, he carries it up the mountain with the, the disciples behind him, and he leads them up there, and he looks at them and says, you know, for, for a while now, I've been carrying this baton. I've been telling my own story. But here in a, here in a minute, I'm, I'm going to ascend up. I'm going to go take my place at the right hand of the Father. And all the things that you've seen me do, all the things that you've heard me say, when I go, disciples, the baton is yours. You have to run the race. You get to run the race. You've got to go out into the world, and you've got to make sure that everybody knows that I am God, that I died, that I rose, that I'm going to ascend up into heaven and prepare a place for you guys. Now that's what he spoke to, to the disciples. When, when we think about the disciples, who do we picture? We probably picture, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, James, John. We picture the, the group of the 12, right? Disciple, at its broadest sense, is a follower. The 12 were followers of Jesus. You and I here this morning, we are followers of Jesus. So the baton doesn't just belong to the 12. The baton now belongs to you. Now, as God's church on earth, we carry the baton. We are the ones in charge, given that charge to go out into the world and to make everybody know that Jesus is God, that he lived, that he died, that he rose again, and that he's ascended up to prepare a place for us in heaven. So now that, now that you have the baton, what what does your race look like? Where does your portion of the race take you? What does the course look like for you? Where are you supposed to take this with you? Adults, you, do you take the baton into the workplace? Do you, got, do you have people that you work with who maybe don't know who Jesus is or what Jesus did or what Jesus is all about? Do you have neighbors who need to know the kind of love that Jesus has to give to them? Or kids in the room, do you have friends? Do you have classmates? Do you have teammates who need to know who Jesus is and the deep and rich love that he has for them? Or adults, what about this? Our text from Matthew says to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. What if we thought about it in terms not of nations, but generations? What if passing this baton on was as simple as passing it on to the people who come after us? Who is God calling you to pass the baton on to? Now, I want to pause here and acknowledge that, like most sermons, this is all way easier said than done. It is really easy to be here in this room this morning and to hear this message and think, yeah, I can go out. I can run the race. I can win the race. I know where I'm going. I know what's going on. It's different when we go out into the world and we have to actually do it. Because here's the thing. The competition in this race 
is fierce. Satan does not care about the rules. All the rules that we went over at the beginning of this, Satan does not care. He's going to start before the starting pistol sounds. He's going to ignore the exchange zones. He doesn't care about staying in his lane. He's going to run all over the place and try to create chaos. He's going to try to get you distracted. He's going to try to make you confused about what this baton is and what it is you're supposed to be passing on to somebody else. Satan does not care about the rules. He's going to make it really hard for you to win this race. Now, maybe that's, you know, pretty discouraging. It's a little discouraging to me. Um, But if that's the case, I want to share this piece of scripture with you guys. This is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It's only three verses. It's only three verses, but there is so much encouragement to unpack here. There are three verses, there are three points that we're going to cover before we wrap up this morning. The first part is this. The race has been marked out for you. It says, let us run the race that has been marked out before us, meaning we do not have to wander aimlessly. We don't have to wonder which way to go. We have to keep our eyes open, we have to keep our ears open, and constantly be asking ourselves, where, where's Jesus leading me today? Where does Jesus want me to take this today? Who does Jesus want me to, to pass the baton on to today? We don't have to wonder which way to go. We just have to keep our eyes open and our ears open for where he's leading us. And the second one, this is, this is the most important. If you have tuned out for whatever reason, that's okay. Hear this part. Take this part home with you. Scripture does not tell us to win the race. Scripture never says to win the race. Scripture does say to run the race. It's not about winning the race, it's about running the race. Because not only can we not win the race, the race has in fact already been won. The moment that Jesus walked out of the tomb on Easter morning, the race was won. So this race that we're in, that's maybe less of a race and more of a simple relay. And every person that we carry this baton to and pass it off to next All we're doing is we're letting them know that the race has been won for them already by Jesus. It's not about winning the race, it's about running the race. And the third point is this. This is the culmination of the first two. If we can keep our eyes open, if we can keep our ears open, and and look where Jesus is leading us to carry this baton, and if we take the baton with us, and we remember that it's not about winning it, but it's about running it and passing it on, then we don't have to be disheartened. We don't have to to be beat up every time we lose an inch in this race. We don't have to worry about every time that we have a poor exchange with somebody else. We don't have to worry about the times in our exchange where we get turned around and we don't know which hand to use. We don't have to worry about the times where we lose our balance and, and trip over our own feet. Because eventually Jesus is going to come back. He's going to come back and he's going to take the baton one last time. He's going to run that last lap for us. He's going to run 
a victory lap for us. Any of the ground that we've lost in this race at that point is going to be made up by Jesus when he comes and runs the final victory lap for us. And so today, this time here in worship this morning, I hope you will consider this a pit stop in your race of faith. I hope that you will consider this your chance to to take a breath. It's an opportunity to be encouraged. It's an opportunity to rest. It's an opportunity to be strengthened. It's an opportunity to be loved. But when you leave today, make no mistake about it, the race continues. This race has been marked out for you, so keep your eyes open for where Jesus is leading you. Remember that you don't have to win the race, you just have to run it. And so may God bless you and strengthen you as you run the race that he has set before you. May God bless you and strengthen you as you pass that baton on and let everybody know that the race has already been won for them. May he bless you and strengthen you as you keep your eyes and ears open and you follow his lead, asking where he can have you pass this baton on next. Please pray with me. Jesus, in your word, you tell us to run the race of faith. Strengthen us as we go. Keep our eyes open to where you're leading us. Help us both to live and proclaim the victory that you have won for us. All of this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.